Well, today on the AWC podcast, we're talking about how to organize your finances from the American Window Cleaner Magazine. Thanks for spending some time with me today. And as you know, the AWC podcast highlights a different article straight from the pages of the American Window Cleaner Magazine. And if you aren't getting your monthly magazine, well, you're listening to a podcast about reading articles out of a magazine. So why not submerge yourself in the awesomeness that is window cleaning? Support the industry. Get your hands on pictures, reviews, articles, and the world-famous sticker sheet that comes in every single issue. You can have that dropped in your mailbox every single month, so go to awcmag.com and get your subscription, please. Well, like I said, we are talking about organizing your finances, and this comes from Dan Plata, who, if you don't know, he is the kind of accounting and numbers guru. He is from Blue Sky Services, uh, and he's also doing uh, bookkeeping beer and BS on Facebook, which is awesome if you haven't checked it out. Uh, We always joke, I've done a few things with him, that uh, all of this stuff is a little bit boring when it comes to numbers. It makes your your head hurt a little bit, so he makes it fun. He really does know what he's talking about. Really, really smart guy and a heck of a writer. If you haven't checked him out, make sure to get your hands on that. By the way, this is from the Tattoo Issue which is the May 2021 issue number 217 of the American Window Cleaner magazine. In this one, he's actually talking about uh, last month that he wrote that in-depth on uh, how setting up your QuickBooks the right way in a service business uh, and all of that. If you haven't checked that out, again, just another stellar article from him. Uh, But he said that in this article, it's going to tackle the other components you need to have solid financial system, and how to also efficiently assess the performance, which is huge when it comes time to look at the numbers. A lot of us are guilty of not actually looking at our numbers. And uh, like I said, it's boring sometimes, and we all kind of have PTSD from bad numbers. So a lot of us don't look at our numbers like we should. Now, the problem comes in, is when you think you're doing something and it's actually wrong, right? A lot of us, if you've ever been on Facebook or any of these groups, these people that are out there sharing everything they can, they're always like, oh man, I did $400,000 last month. Well, that's gross. And you and I both know that gross doesn't matter. But these are also the same people who they aren't sharing their profits because maybe out of that 400000 they only made like, you know, $3. You never know. A lot of times, uh, Facebook in general is the um, kind of uh, highlight reel, if you will, about uh, businesses. So basically what he's talking about is making sure that you can build out your finances so you know exactly where your money is and what it's doing. And I think that that's huge. He talks about you know managing the business uh, by the bank account and flying by the seat of your pants. And I really think that some of us, this is, this is how we're doing. He says, first and foremost, a small business financial system has to start with a business checking account. And it probably goes without saying, but let's start from the beginning of the process there. 
And he goes on to kind of talk about a lot of guys are running accounts because maybe they're an LLC, maybe they're not even an LLC, and they're running it as a sole prop, which, again, check out S Corporation uh, for your filings. Talk to your tax guy. Don't listen to me. But uh, it's absolutely amazing. But if you have a business account, now all of a sudden you see your in money and you see, more importantly, your out money. And it's all right there. Guess what? If you make $1,000 and you spend $800 on payroll and everything else, you can see the profit left in your account as $200. You can see that clear as day. If you have that in your own account, and maybe there is a profit, but you went out to eat at a fancy restaurant, well, now all of a sudden you're looking and going, man, we didn't, we didn't really make a lot of profit. Or you're one of those people that aren't looking at numbers and just go, ah, I had enough money to make it through the month. So having a small business checking account is absolutely the first place you need to start. He says you got to separate the business and personal, plain and simple. Second, and this isn't for everybody, but you should consider using a credit card for your daily business expenses. Now, there's two fundamental financial reasons to do so. That you delay money leaving your bank account for an average of about 30 days. Remember, you aren't paying interest on most credit cards for that first 30 days every time there's a purchase. And two, you get back credit card points or cash back or any of that. So now all of a sudden, you're spending, but you're making 1% to 2% back on your purchases. Now, depending on where you are and what you're doing in your business, that could be thousands of dollars back in your pocket, depending on how much you're spending, right? Even if it's a few hundred dollars, that's a few hundred dollars. Remember, our average ticket could be 300 bucks. If you made $300 back just because you used a credit card instead of a debit card, and keep in mind, still paid it off regularly and every month so you didn't pay the interest, if you made an extra $300 at the end of the year, that's just like adding an extra job that you didn't have to do work for. These little bits are where you're trying to unlock that financial freedom, that kind of business finances and all all together. He said that the big drawback is that you have to pay back interest. If you don't pay it off in the time, you're going to pay back interest. And this is the hardest part. The hardest part is going to be when it comes time to pay the bill, maybe I'll just pay half. Don't do that. Don't do that because then you've just ruined the purpose of having the card in the first place. Don't pay back interest. Make sure that it gets paid off first and foremost. If you're buying gas with the card, there is no reason that you should ever pay interest on gas because it's used. It's used and gone. The job you did paid for that gas. It's not something for you to do. Now, on that same note, if you do have a card, and uh, the poo hits the fan, if you will. Like in a COVID situation where a lot of us went from doing lots of stuff to doing absolutely nothing literally overnight. Well, now you have that cushion if you need it. But if you use it before you need it, you won't have it. And I know all this is super, super simple. It really does help sometimes when you put it out in front of you so that you can see it clear as day. And it makes a heck of a lot of sense. But having a credit card is really pretty valuable as far as all of the perks if it's done right. So make sure to do that right. And he says third, 
you need to understand that you are both an employee and an owner. And now this, this is the biggest key takeaway I have from this entire article, is that a lot of us are the owner in our head. We're president and CEO, right? But the big thing is, is you're an employee and the owner. He said, those are two different people with entirely different roles. It just so happens that in this movie, you play both parts. And regardless of the company's size, you must know when you're, perf- when you're performing duties associated with either of those roles. And this comes huge when it comes to finances. In finances, if you can, if you can pay yourself, right? If you're not just taking stuff out of one big you know, pool, if you pay yourself, you see where the money's going. You can work with a budget and you know how much you're going to pay. If you're doing bonuses and things, that can always come afterwards, right? But if you're able to separate the two, if you, if you have employees, there are none of your employees who just tap into your bank account anytime they want to take money. So why should the employee in you do that? He said the employee version of you should be on payroll and get a paycheck. The employee's pay shows up on the profit and loss. And as an employee, your salary should not be based on how much money you need or want to make. Just like your employee told you how much money they needed or wanted to make, you'd laugh at them and point them out the door. It's the same concept. The employee should not have full reign and access to the account. Because there's accountability in tracking. When you're able to set that aside, you're then able to track things. You know where it's going, how it's going. You know all of that. He said, if you're on the truck most days and pay your employees hourly, you should structure your wage the same way. If you spend your time making sales and paying your salesperson with a draw plus commission, you should structure your payment that way. You're probably going to wear multiple hats, so you may even have a combination of ways to calculate your salary. But don't worry, and it doesn't need to be all that precise. Now, a lot of people get stuck on that and they go, well, you know, I do this and I do that and I do that. Well, as owners, we are the HR people and the marketing department and the advertising department, and we are sometimes the labor, and we're, we're everything. So you're not really able to kind of structure it that way, but picking one and running your payments one specific way is really, really valuable. Having it run one single way and paid a single way allows you to track, to know, to forecast, and to understand where everything is. Remember, the big goal to our finances, the reason we do everything we do is because of the finances. Even if you're as humble as can be and want to just make enough money to live comfortably, the only way you can do that is by having the amount of money you need or want to do so. So knowing all this is where you're tracking expenses. He said the owner is an investor, not an operator. The owner is an investor, not an operator. Remember, if you're doing hourly work, you'll pay yourself hourly. If you're out of the office, or I'm sorry, out of the field and in the office, then pay yourself like you're in the office. Remember, there's no wrong way to do this, but there are better ways than others. 
He says to counter uh, counter to that is the owner version of you. He said the owner is the investor, not the operator. Investors don't earn a wage for doing work. They make a return for putting their capital to work and get paid when that investment has excess profit. So when you talk about taking draws or doing something, remember we're our job is not to just spend every dollar that we make, right? Because then we don't have the money for reinvesting. If we don't have our marketing calendar, if we don't have all of that other stuff put together, then the big problem comes in is that we won't have the money for future investing in our company. If you're the investor, which is the owner, and you're investing in marketing, you're investing in being bigger and better and stronger and getting more customers and everything else that comes with that, you have to invest in the company. And by paying yourself a wage through the business account in the right way, you can then track that and know that, hey, we had a great month. I got an extra $10,000 in profit. Well, that can go a really long way in growing your business. He said that these payments are not business expenses, but they're deemed returns of capital to the owners. Hence, they don't get recorded on the profit and loss as wages do. Now, when you really read Dan's stuff, it really, really gets into kind of the nitty-gritty, the more specific side of things. He is so stinking smart at what he does, and one thing that he does do, and this is not a plug for him, but I really do love his services, but he does accounting, and um, he does hiring also, but he does a lot of that because he knows his stuff, so when you're reading his words, you're reading his articles, take it with uh, face value. It is coming from a super, super smart guy. He's been a writer in the magazine now for quite a while. So if you haven't gotten it, you can actually go on and get back copies of the American Window Cleaner magazine. Get those, read all his articles, and stay current with what he's doing because he is really, really a smart, a smart guy. But by the way, that was out of the American Window Cleaner magazine. That was out of the May issue, by the way, the tattoo issue. Uh, if you haven't gotten your copy, again, go to awcmag.com forward slash sub. Do it now. Get that because you're awesome. And the magazine is awesome and it's a perfect pairing of awesomeness. So go and do that definitely. And until next week, we'll see you. Bye.